to another episode of Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things to South. I am Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and click subscribe while you're at it. In the description of this podcast, there is a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions, any comments, or anything you just want to say, that is the place to hit us. And then check out the website, miserable-reckless.com, for blog content and merch. All right, as always, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, kick it off. All right. It, well, it's week I, one. Kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. So I got a great, awesome, and ugly. So my great is, like you, you know, college football. Uh, yeah, week zero was last weekend, but week one is this weekend, and I am excited. I can't wait. Um, it's be a lot of good. You know, there's actually a couple of good games coming on this weekend, and. Um, Hopefully, I find time to watch five seconds of one of them. So I got my hands full, and that leads me to my awesome hands being full. Is that not only was I, as Dustin said before we got on this podcast, I uh, just as I was getting into a groove with my two kids and getting them to go to sleep at night, my wife and I decided to get crazy and add a puppy into the mix. So we now have a twelve-week, eleven and a half-week-old um, Bernese Mountain Dog. Uh, yeah, she went from having chihuahuas at one point in her life and moved on to a Bernese mountain dog. So she went from having a rat to a uh, dinosaur and skipped the in-between. Um, so got that going for us. His name is Gus. He's awesome. And that leads me to my ugly is that uh, even though I like the name Gus, um, I wanted to name him Riggins. Ooh. But uh, that was uh, X-Nade. Yeah. Maybe we'll just call him Riggins. Yeah, I'm going to call him Riggins. That's his you podcast like name. Oh, you like that name? <laughs> you like that name? You like Riggins? There's <laughs> all multiple things you can go with that. When you got, you know, TV show Friday Night Lights, you got John Riggins, the running back from Washington Redskins, and you got um, Lethal Weapon Riggins. That's Riggs, but... Whatever, Reagan, short for Reagan's. Yeah, hell yeah. A long, strong, plout, or proud line. I'd say yeah. do it. Go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll get the crazy eye if I bring this one up. So, <laughs> I think you should point out that you didn't say no to the dog because you clearly you wanted the dog, but also you should point out you didn't say no to the dog. Uh, she can't say no to the name. Yeah, that that's oh. Ryan talking. He's a UNC fan. We don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> In this house, we don't use logic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Good, bad, and the ugly. All right. Um. So I guess we'll, we can exchange puppy notes. Morgan, that'll be fun. Um, my uh, brother, my my in-laws in Delaware have a Bernese, so they're a little ahead of you on that. They're, they're fun. Hopefully, the two I've seen in my life are pretty laid back, so hopefully it's the same for you guys. Yeah, I heard they're pretty crystal, so they're pretty big, goofy, you know, fur balls. So. All right, I got a good, bad, and the other. Um, so let's just hop into it. Um, on uh, 
Well, I did. I did hear that um, SMU is potentially going to join the ACC. So I thought, as a duty to the listeners, it was only appropriate that um, I travel to Dallas and check out the SMU campus myself. Um, I really think that that's that's the right thing to do when you're considering um, adding a new team. Um, I, I wasn't able to do this when we added uh, Syracuse, or I would have uh, advised against. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and advise against SMU. Uh, I, I was actually down there for work, um, but I did walk around the SMU campus. Uh, there's some decent money, I must say. Um, not saying anything anyone doesn't know. Obviously, they have a hell of a football stadium down there uh, for the professional team. But um, Dallas is the kind of place. Texas, I think we've been over this. Certainly not the. Uh, it's certainly not the South, in my opinion. I think it's the Southwest. They would point out that it's well, they're down there that they're either Texas or in the Southwest. But you got decent money. It's relatively comfortable um, as far as like fitting in. Um, I remarked to my wife that I actually I don't want to feel comfortable in Texas. I, I, it's not my favorite place to go visit. But I actually feel like I fit in better in Texas, weirdly, than I do in Florida, which is kind of funny because I feel a lot more comfortable in Florida. And I actually feel like it's a lot more my speed, but I feel like I stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> when I go down to Florida. So I don't know. It's kind of an interesting for Texas thing. But the stadium's all right. Um, I'd never been before, so I got a chance to go in there. It's on par and not as a slight. It's on par with like Duke or Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt, it's about the same size. Um, about 36,000 seats. And uh, also their end zone is under construction, just like Vanderbilt. So, and that was a shot at Vanderbilt. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so that was, that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, apparently they're, they're Olympic teams for our conversation last week. Um, I walked by the the athletic center, which is part of the stadium. They won like everything. So I, I understand they're competing in the AAC or the AAU or whatever the hell conference they're in now. But um but they've won like everything there is to win. And they've got some sort of massive tennis center. They've got a lacrosse field. I mean, they're for whatever it's worth, they would they would at least be competitive with a lot of the teams that we currently have in the ACC. So that was of interest to me and of note to me. So that was kind of an interesting trip down to SMU. I'll be spending a lot of time in Dallas, similar to how I did in Nashville a couple of years ago. So um, we'll see how my thoughts on Texas may or may not change. Um, so that's that. Uh, Logan, you mentioned last week the Morgan Wade album came out. I listened to that. I thought that was another good keep it at that because I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point in the future. If you haven't listened to Psychopath, which is her album, um, go check it out. It, it actually is very good. Oh, um, my bad. So I mentioned going down to Dallas. So uh, here's my bad. I've flown recently a number of times. I've flown since the pandemic, and I'm, I'm putting a very clear line in the sand, not because I want to make politics out of it, but because it's just something changed. And I don't think it's um, that everybody went and got a you know a vaccine or that we all stayed home or whatever, although maybe it is all of those things. I don't know. But pretty much from 2020 on, something changed. And I um, used to fly, I don't know, like 80, 90 flights a year, and that's not an exaggeration. So... I think I can speak with a little bit of experience when I say that nowadays when I fly, I dread it because of the people, period, end of story. The entitlement that's on flights nowadays, and it's every flight that I'm on. Um, I've been on about 10 flights since 2020, and every single flight that I've been on is, is a train wreck when it comes to the actual people on board. 
I, I had people that were removing their luggage in the middle of a flight um, from the overhead compartment and unzipping it and getting stuff out that they forgot. I had people asking for snacks that were not on the plane because they had certain food allergies. Here's the thought. Don't eat it. Um, or bring your own. Try that. Try, try, try being, that's not even hard, America. That's just planning ahead. Um, like, for example, uh, we had people who had the seatbelt thing on. They would push past because they had to use the bathroom. Once again, try planning ahead or here's a thought. And I know some people have medical issues. I understand that. But just be an adult and hold it. Like I, re- I, it's, I, I, hate to be, I hate to be a jackass, but like just, just hold it. It's not going to be turbulent all the way home. You know, I just like if, if the seatbelt sign isn't a sign for a reason and the rest of us aren't all sitting down, then like, why don't we all just stand up and have a fucking cocktail party while we're going somewhere? Um, I, I can't believe I'm the guy at 39 of all people on this podcast who's like, I don't know, maybe rules are, I'm always the rules are dumb guy. But like, if, if the rest of us are following them, I'd sure as shit like for you to follow. How about that? Here's, here's another thought that I never think I'd have to say on a podcast or just in general. If you're going to play music or play a video game on your, on your phone, um, first of all, it's clearly not airplane mode, but whatever. It's, I, I'm old enough and understand technology enough to understand that it's not going to probably crash the plane. Uh, if, if you want to play, you know, try and access the internet at 35,000 feet. Um, thanks, Elon Musk. I guess the internet kind of sort of works at 35,000 feet. I can tell you that unless you've got a device on board, it generally doesn't. But feel free to keep trying, you idiots of America. Um, here's a thought. If you're going to play something and it's going to be loud, like, oh, I don't know, the TV or the shitty-ass movie that the Southwest Airlines has picked for you to watch, try playing it with headphones. I know it's a crazy thought. 2023, everyone's walking around with the little white things in their ears. There's a reason why people are doing it so they can listen to their own music. We don't want to listen to your music. We didn't want you to be on the plane, quite frankly, and we didn't want you to sit next to us, right? We would prefer an empty seat, but sure. And if you think any of this makes me entitled, you're exactly the same way because I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, you want an empty seat next to you and you sure as shit do not want. I don't care if they're watching the Orioles game or whatever else it is that you want to watch. You don't want them sitting there while you're craning your neck to try and hear what it is that's going on because everybody else around you will then automatically hate both of you. So there's another one, and this will be my last one. Since when is bring your own liquor or bring your own whatever not allowed on the plane? I get it because everyone's acting like an asshole, but I didn't get in trouble for this, but every flight that I've been on nowadays, they tell you, if you brought your own liquor on the plane, mind you, they don't tell you it's illegal. They say, if you brought it on, because they know people do, they say, you're not allowed to drink it. If you do drink it, you'll get in trouble. Okay, well, what exactly is trouble? Is that prison? Because last time I checked, I've flown a lot. And you know what the airline attendants do? First of all, they can't wait to get you a drink unless there's some sort of turbulence, all right? So clearly you're allowed to drink on the plane. And second of all, I have openly drank in front of airline attendants, and they have cleaned up after me and taken the airplane bottles on the same flight. I literally did it on a flight to Dallas on the same airline. So I don't know if something changed over the past couple of years, but all of a sudden, apparently you're not allowed to do the same one. And I was sober on the plane, which might, again, explain my grumpiness both ways. But grow up, America. Grow up. You guys are soft as shit. All right? It's not that hard. Sit in your chair, read a book, Listen to the Morgan Wade album. Watch the free TV they give you. Watch the free movie they give you. I'm fucking over it.
All of you suck. And incidentally, lose some weight while you're at it. All right. Seats <laughs> haven't gotten bigger. You, all right, you have. So every single person pushing past is slamming into me with their hips in the aisle. I'm like, my God, America's fat. Softer than Carolina's 2022 defense. (laughs) Should I move on? I'm probably not going to apologize for this rant next week. I hate hate being around other people. It's ridiculous. Whatever. I don't even want to go into how everything that lands in Baltimore, Washington, D.C. Person on a flight to Baltimore, Washington, is me, 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 and clogs the middle of the airline as they're rushing to the front. Or whatever. My uh, ugly will be very simple. As much as I just went on a rant, uh, I'm not going to work on this podcast that there was a shooting at over the past week. I landed in Dallas and Dustin had texted the group that know about it. Uh, this is not a podcast, it's an escape where we talk about sports. So I'm not, not going to give you an opinion on it. And I'm not going to mention I was just listing them that there was a shooting at Raleigh last year. It was pretty bad. It was a shooting at was earlier this year that I talked about being in Nashville. That's cool. There's a shooting in Jacksonville Beach recently. There's a shooting in Wilmington Wrightsville Beach recently. There's a lot of them, and they're in a lot of places that I particularly appreciate. So I'm not bringing them up because places that I appreciate. I'm bringing it up because these are places that I normally like to hang out in, and it's unfortunate this keeps happening over and over and over again. Again, it's not political. I would actually go so far as to say I'm gun-friendly. But it keeps happening over and over and over again, and it would be odd of me as a Carolina person to not bring it up here. So I can straddle the line appropriately and say that it's an ugly, but you're not going to hear an opinion from me. But I'm aware of the fact that it exists, and I'm aware of the fact that it is at multiple places that we've talked about on this podcast over the past year. Leave it at that. That's not ugly. Hey, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. I got good, ugly, and a fun or funny um good american aquarium's got a couple of cool t-shirts out and that i thought are pretty clever and funny so one they basically took the food line logo and they took and they made it a wolf and it just and it says american aquarium under it so basically if you if you know food lion you know what that looks like right they basically did all that the colors almost the whole deal but made it American Aquarium did a wolf instead. And then they did another t-shirt that has their name on it. And underneath it, it says it's showtime and it's in Bojangle colors and Bojangle lettering. Uh, on the shirt. Yeah. So it's ba- it basically looks like a Bojangles box on like the side of it. Very clever. Like it's, it's different enough that they're probably like, we're in the clear. But it's very, very similar to both of those brands, which they sing about, talk about, very much a part of the North Carolina and Southern in general culture. Um, I thought it was clever. Uh, Two very cool T-shirts that they put together. Check them out uh, in their store. 
maybe Logan can get us a couple of miserable and reckless ripoffs of the same things and we can sell them there. Um, ugly, some awful website, like it, it's like M live or something. And I, I think you're going to find out what the M is for here in just a minute. Just has trashy, awful opinions, but it really won't surprise you when I get to it. Um, they had a headline that said, let's see, Michigan and MSU, the best in-state robbery in college sports, <laughs> which, which is just objectively, not even my, my bias to my home state aside. And even if you want to make it public universities, you put that bias all aside. That is not the best robbery, in-state robbery, even in college sports. I think if you, you want to talk public schools, I think the Wolfpack and Chapel Hill will have something to say. I think Auburn and Alabama are going to have something to say. Um, I think some Florida schools might have a little bit of barking they want to have in there. But you're telling me that Michigan and Michigan State is the best in-state robbery in all of college sports. What a joke. I mean, what an absolute joke. And it's not a funny website. It must be a Michigan website. I guess the M and M live is Michigan or moron one or the other, but it's, it clearly is a, just an objectively not true thing. Um, especially given that Michigan focuses all of their attention on Ohio state and almost none of it on Michigan state. So it just, anyway, it caught me wrong when I saw it this week and I'm just like, and I almost sent it to y'all and I, I was like, no, I'm going to save this one. I'm going to save it for my good, bad, the ugly, because America needs to know how awful of an article that is. Michigan, Michigan State might, might be in the top five. Might. Auburn, Alabama is the one that sprang to mind. I have a feeling that some of the Texas schools may have a problem. Florida schools may have a problem. That's three right there. You mentioned North Carolina, NC State. Maybe America thinks that I, I, I would I would put it in there, but that's probably biased. Um, Kansas and Kansas State probably want to have a conversation. I know the folks in Iowa and Iowa State have gotten into like multiple brawls. Oklahoma, they might have something to say about it. I, mean, I just the the I mean, just as an example, in Oklahoma, let's use them as an example for Olympic sports. The Never the top pitcher on Oklahoma State's team for their softball team just spent four years playing there, did really well. The team did well. She just transferred to Oklahoma and is going to play for the Sooners next year. And the Sooners are like won three of the last national titles or something. I, I mean, she's trying to win a national title, I would assume. Anyway, her coach, who was her coach for like four years, basically was like, she's never welcome here again. Good. Like he was very, he was very petty in his comments. He was, he was basically like she, basically she should know better, and she's never. As long as I'm here, she's never welcome here ever again. Was his response. <laughs> so, Kentucky, Louisville. That's another one. very petty rivalry. You know, like I just, yeah. But sure, tell me more about how your secondary rival makes your interstate rivalry the best ever. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I, 
Anyway. I know what you want to do. <laughs> so my last thing is a fun or funny or however you want to do it. Uh, Dolly Parton has a new album out. That's not funny. Um, but she has a new album out, uh, which I think is just amazing. The lady's like relentless. She doesn't stop. Um, she's out promoting it. She's in England right now. And while she was promoting it in England, she was asked to tea by Kate Middleton. So like the Royal family is inviting her to tea and she turned them down. She was like, she was basically like, no, honey, I'm too busy with my album promotion. Uh, I can't do it. And then she, and she literally basically said that. And uh, what was it that she said? She was just like, Oh, uh, I don't basically along the lines of like, she's not going to promote my album for me. So I got to do my, the work for myself or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure in her like actual like response or whatever, she was, you know, super, you know, Southern lady. Oh, oh, she got appreciate that invite so much, but just can't, can't make it this time. So, uh, I just thought it was very funny that sweet tea Dolly Parton turned down uh, tea time, Kate Middleton for a beverage. Probably better than <laughs> go hunting with the dogs and sit by a tennis court. <laughs> All right. Well, that leaves me. I only have two things this week. One, it's uh, college football week one. Week zero doesn't really count, but week one's where it all gets started. NC State plays this Thursday. Excited for that. They're on the road, but me and the guys are getting together to watch the game Thursday night. Um, that'll be you know, a lot of fun. We've been looking forward to this week for a long time. And then number two, um, we just did the NC State UNC preview episode uh, that'll be dropping uh, this week on tailgate season. Um, I've been very vocal about, I think Carolina goes 11-1 and with a loss to Georgia Tech. But I was surprised to find out that Jordan, he was all against it until we went through the schedule, and he has them going 11 and 1 with a loss to Georgia Tech. So there's a Carolina fan. He's, he's, he's drinking the Kool Aid. And I told him, I said, they, they've got it in the bag this year. So that's my, my good, and be sure to check it out. Well, if there's he's one thing I know about Jordan. It's that anytime he feels good about something, it's destined to be an absolute fucking utter failure. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he can wear his yellow jacket shirt to the game every uh, every game this year. That he was there. he was wearing a yellow jackets football shirt when we were recording. Of course he was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, isn't that isn't that the high school he coaches? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to completely drag the guy. I I don't know. Well, I'll just say he's going to be disappointed. Eleven to one ain't happening. Schedule ain't that hard. Just saying. I have zero faith in in anything Carolina does over the past few years. How's Jordan's luck been gambling on y'all's podcast? He only he only really talks about the wins, so I don't know. Sounds like a Carolina thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's generally how that goes no one ever tells you hey man i lost ten thousand dollars and i'm in deep with my bookie (laughs) (laughs) 
Trying to see if he was riding a hot streak. Because if he's feeling <laughs> good, maybe, maybe I should start feeling good. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Well, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, it's that time, man. Tossing it over to you for the uh, week one pick em. All right, buddy. Could you put the games up on the uh, screen for me? Yep. All right. Welcome back to a, another fun year of college football pick. I mean, this year, I got a little furball helping me out. So we're going to go through these here. Looks like the first one we get a pick is, well, it's not the first game of the uh, the kickoff, but we'll go through it. We'll do it anyway. Monday night, you got Dustin's team, Duke, playing against Clemson. They're at home. Right? Is it at home? Mm-hmm. It's in Durham. Yeah. It's, oh, wow. Clemson alone. Clemson agreed to that? <laughs> First time since Jeez. 2012 that they've been to Durham. Damn. They're going to wish they, uh, I think they're going to wish they didn't agree to that. But uh, that's just my take. So, Dustin, how you feeling, man? Hey, this this is gonna be a fun game, boys. Clemson, brand new offensive coordinator with a uh, unproven offense. Their defense will probably be good because they always are. Uh, Duke's returning basically their entire offense, and their defense should be better in spots where they were weak last year. It's at home. Everybody knows the biggest home field advantage of all of college all of college football is Wallace Wade Stadium. Um, I mean, this one's this one's lining up, boys, for big time letdown for the boys down in South Carolina. Um, Dabo this week was complaining about the walk to the locker rooms. Well, that's going to be a long walk with a loss, buddy, because Budo was going to take this one. You're going to go ahead and ruin their college football playoff hopes right now. I'm calling it. Let's go. I love it. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know that um, they played four quarters, right, Dustin? Didn't they already win? <laughs> Is, are we talking about basketball? <laughs> I didn't know if you meant the first quarter when it was 3 nothing. or <laughs> I, I could see it now. You know those those memes where it shows the guy biting the metal and spraying himself with the champagne, staying on the thing, and then it, and then it zooms out and shows him that he's like the last person on the on the stand. It's gonna zoom out. And it's gonna show Dustin's first quarter in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gotta win the first quarter, win the rest. Hey, it's 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 you know what? Take each quarter. If you can win, have more points than the other team at the end of each quarter, you will win. That's right here. I'm I'm told that's usually how that works. I'm doing my my booger impression here. <laughs> um, I'll go next. I'm I'm with I'm with uh, Dustin. I think Duke is gonna is uh, gonna surprise. Oh, uh, Clemson is punch him right in the mouth, as Rodney Harrison would say. Don't punch him right in the mouth right in the first quarter, and they're going to be so stunned. They're not going to know what to do for the rest of the game because once they get punched in the mouth, uh, Duke's offense is going to start running trick plays on them probably the rest of the game, and they're not going to know Sleep flicker all night. Hey, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. They come out there and their first play is a bomb to a damn down the sideline. 
do uh, Clemson would not expect it. So I'm yeah, I'm going to angle. Um, what do you pick? What are you doing picking? I know it's got to be your game being your favorite team, Duke and all. Yeah, well, look, nothing's more accurate than what Dustin said about the home cooking because I went to Mitchell Trubisky. He's Mitchell now. Um, last game, and it was at two, and I've never seen such home cooking in my entire life. As a matter of fact, one of my cohorts on this Just podcast, do? one of my cohorts on this podcast, was literally screaming so much that the, the homemade stew was coming out of his mouth about how great the home cooking was. So, uh, yeah, that's it's accurate. All of that is accurate. Home field advantage, ridiculous when they're SMU-type stadium. Anyways, moving on to the actual game. Hey, was the Rose Bowl ever played in Chapel Hill? I don't think so. Oh, or what are we bringing up, 1925? <laughs> you don't even know when World War II was. That's just embarrassing. Talking about our banner that was raised in 1925. <laughs> <laughs> Angle probably thinks that deliverance, the old wooden ship was used in World War II. <laughs> That was the that was the war against the Koreans, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. There you go. Keep going. All right. So uh, I looked at the line. Currently, Clemson is a twelve and a half point favorite based on one of the lines I saw. It was on Sports Illustrated. Um, you have Riley Leonard at quarterback versus Kate Klubnik. So I've heard on ESPN once or twice that as as well as having more points, that generally being a good idea for winning games. I've also heard that it's good to have a good quarterback. And seeing as how uh, Kate Klobuchar is actually a good quarterback, and Riley Leonard is, well, he's a reasonable interview, but not a great quarterback. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Clemson. What kind of name is Kate anyway? I don't know. You should ask his parents. Yeah. Like Cade versus Riley. Like Cade probably doesn't even know how to tie his own damn shoes. Uh, I will say, <laughs> Club Nick's a pretty good player. Right, his inter- his interviews are probably gonna sound worse than than uh, Vince and um, Jamarcus Russell put together. I Club uh, Nick's a pretty solid QB. Um, I, he might be. I'm, t- I'm not talking about his, his athletic ability. I'm talking about his, in- his intelligence levels. Um, if you put his interviews next to Tebow's, I'm not sure which one of them thanks Jesus more. Oh, are you talking about Riley Leonard? Because he does. <laughs> oh, Kate, Kate Klubnik. I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm not, for obvious reasons, I'm not making fun of this. I don't mind that he does it. But every time, I mean, the guy, you, they could be asking him what type of Gatorade he's drinking. And he's like, first, I just want to say. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I just asked you a yes or no question about the color of your Gatorade, man. That's all. <laughs> if you catch it, it's pretty funny. I know Riley Leonard does it too. I, I can't get behind Riley Leonard, and this is such a mean reason. But he has such like a high-pitched voice. He just, come on, is that guy leading the locker room? Or is it Mike Elko and his lasagna or something? <laughs> Uh, Clemson. We'll see. I think it's Clemson. Logan. What say you, Mr. Wolfpack? Yeah. First, I'd like to say I think Riley Leonard's a better quarterback than Kate Klubnik, and I think that'll show this year. Um, I, Kate Klubnik has not done anything of significance last year at all. And a lot of the yeah. game time he had. Riley Leonard was – like he could this year, but Riley Leonard is 
proved himself last year. But line's about 14 and a half, I think, right now. I right. think that it, the final score is not going to be indicative of how close the game will be, and Clemson has a late cover in the end, and they win the game. Can we, can we point out that Kirk Herbstreit picked, what was it? Did it be the dark horse of the Aces? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Accurate. All the way, baby. Carolina ain't going 11 and 1 this year. So it's got to it's it's Dustin, Dustin Morgan and Kirk Herbstreit in the Duke tree this year. <laughs> oh <my>. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Next, next up. Oh boy. How the hell is this happening again? Thanks a lot, Babcock. <laughs> like, you know, worst AD in the fucking day. I'm like, hey, who the hell agreed to this shit? Oh, one year. Yeah. One year to the date. <laughs> <sighs> well, First of all, through God, all things are possible, so jot that down. <laughs> uh, ODU at Virginia Tech, and they have a new offensive coordinator or head coach, whatever. Who, who cares? Who apparently is bringing a fast-paced offense, and apparently he's made his team listen to interesting man. 427 sometimes is what he said, and um, good for you. I hope that helps. There's a big difference between sitting in your um, high school locker room listening to Interstate and having 66,000 fans in a sold-out arena, you know, a sold-out stadium on a night game, um, jumping up and down to enter Sandman. Just ask, ask uh, Mac Brown how his headset worked at the beginning of that game. But with that said, this is um, ODU versus Virginia Tech. I don't think it'd be at Virginia Tech or ODU. I'm not uh, I'll, I'll I'll regret this one, but um, I'm gonna take Virginia Tech and I'll take the spread. Uh Dustin. I I have no Qualms taking Virginia Tech on this one. Home game, night game. Pokey's got this. I'm not worried about ODU. Ryan? Um, uh, I'm going to take Virginia Tech, and it's very simple. I'm going to take Virginia Tech a lot this year because I think Virginia Tech is actually going to be the dark horse of the races. Oh, slow down there, buddy. Don't, don't be giving me that. Don't be giving me that. That's 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 aggressive. <laughs> don't don't Maybe. put that juju on me, man. You keep that shit to yourself with your 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 high ranked last year UNC team. I I'd, I'd go back to the quarterback piece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you want to I, talk I, that? I, if they had I a better have, quarterback, then yeah, yeah, make that argument. I, I agreed. We're, we're we're starting Grant Wells instead of the kid from drones that we brought in from Baylor. So don't know how that makes any sense, but whatever. Uh, Logan? Virginia Tech won't lose this game, but they also won't cover. It'll be it'll be within under 15 and a half points uh, spread, but I just have a hard time seeing Virginia Tech losing at night at Lane Stadium to a team like Old Dominion that they lost to a year prior, but I don't think they cover the spread. (laughs) 
Am I reading this right? Yeah, there's a reason why I put this game in here. You have to pick if this particular team is going to cover that spread or not. Well, and I mean, Coach Khaki Coach Khaki will be on the sideline. He'll he'll be pressing his pants at the at the uh, dealership um, for the <laughs> first couple of weeks because he didn't know how to you know hire the right people to have the right protocols. Um, ECU, I mean, uh, let's be honest. Like, come on, ECU's going they could have their third string team in there with the, with the prep team quarterback and beat the shit out of ECU. And it's at home. Yeah, give me, give me Michigan, and we'll cover the spread easily in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's aggressive, but all right. <laughs> it's 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 ECU. Yeah. Mother will get ready for a Halloween party on the street. <laughs> Dustin. Um I I don't know anything about ECU, but <laughs> I agree. Michigan's playing in the big house. So give I say Michigan covers the spread. Right? Not in the first quarter though. <laughs> Logan, do you know Colton is still the quarterback at ECU or is it Mason Garcia now? So that's what I was going to get to. So Holden Naylor's is the all-time leading passing leader in ECU history. One, because he played five years, but he was. He's gone. Mason Garcia is now the um, okay. the quarterback, and they lost their best running back, lost their best receiver, and their best uh, DB in the secondary. Uh, Michigan is not going to use any lube, and they're going to cover. <laughs> Jeez, if, knowing all that, they'll cover the spread in, in, in for 10 minutes. <laughs> The only reason I put this game in is because because I picked this game ahead of time. And because it's funny to shit on ECU and Michigan. Good luck ever trying to watch this game if you don't get something called Peacock. Apparently, it's all noon. Um, nothing screams that the Big Ten is so important as to have their number two ranked team in all of the country. It's it's on Peacock because they're playing EC. Nobody cares about that team. I, hey, I was told that the Big Ten is is the second coming of football. And that's part of, that's part of their NBC deal. Yeah, the best team <laughs> they have in the league is playing at noon on a streaming service that you have. Yep. Hey, um, there's nothing wrong to, with a good streaming service like Facebook Live. And, and speaking <laughs> of records, I mean, spending five or six years at one school, I would hope you would have some kind of record. Yeah, all right. For real, though. I mean, all right. So I guess we're picking. All yeah. right. I'm going to pick them to cover the spread, too. Uh, Logan, did you pick them to cover? Yeah. The only way they don't cover is if they choose not to cover. Because ECU is in a rebuilding year from a team that won, I think, eight or nine games last year. Yeah, they won't win. They won't win. Yes. So, yeah, the Michigan covers. Dustin, did you pick them to cover? Yes, that is accurate. All All right. Oh, here's a good one. This might be fun. Here's our next one: prime time versus no quarterback. Yeah. Uh, let's see how that one turns out. Prime time. I wonder if his his teammates show up with Louis Vuitton bags. Because <laughs> I'm bringing um, my own luggage, and it's Louis. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, who's Colorado's quarterback going to be for this game? It's uh, his son, right? Deion's kid. Thank God there was a Jackson State. I forget. Shit, man. Give me fucking Colorado. To win or to, to cover? Just to, to, to win. I don't know about name. They ain't covering. But not take Colorado to win, man. Just because TCU had a great year last year don't mean they need to be ranked right now. Like, I don't remember. For the record, and I said this earlier in the week, uh, rankings do not need to come out until, like, at minimum week five, I think. Yes. I'm sorry. That's just bullshit. Getting half these teams, like, in the top five, if they don't slip up at all the entire year, well, there goes anyone who gives a shit about the postseason if your team's not that wasn't in the top five at the beginning of the year. Are these the AP rankings, though? Because don't we get all excited about the AP rankings? I agree with your point about not ranking them for. I just don't think there should be any rankings at all. If you want to throw a bunch of teams on a piece of paper and just say, you know, we're not ranking any, you know, in no particular order, here are some great teams to pay attention to this season. Have fun, but week five we'll give our our rankings. You know, I agree because if we done football so, last year, then you would have found out that there was a certain team that shouldn't have been ranked number one. And I was screaming that from the hillside, but nobody seemed to give shit. <laughs> Dustin, how you found about this one? I I've sort of been following all the Colorado. Uh, depends on your perspective, mess or just change over with coach Brian. Um, it's interesting. Um, I, I know I've texted y'all a little bit about it. He's basically run a bunch of kids out of town uh, that were on that roster. And I don't know how much he like actually ran them out or how much he, he didn't, but it sure seems like he's essentially told everyone to leave, but their roster ton- turnover apparently is, I don't even remember the number. It was like three quarters of the rosters overall. Something stupid. It was like, I don't want to say a wrong number, but it was a lot. Um, The previously highest roster turnover, I think, was Lincoln Riley when he went to USC. And it was like paled in comparison to what Coach Prime has done out in Colorado. I give that background to be like, we're going to find out how good of a coach he is this year like he brought in all these guys uh he's allegedly building some sort of culture and system there um i just don't buy it um he'll he'll like he'll end up proving me wrong because i'm saying this but i just don't buy it i don't buy that like you can come in and just super team a team together not that i'm claiming they're going to be some super team but you get my point like you can just throw all these guys together and suddenly be a top dog and uh so i'll take tcu in this but i'm very interested and this is what they did with the hire i'm very interested in kind of paying attention to colorado this year because of him and what he's he's doing there is it going to succeed or not succeed is sort of my casual fan approach to it yeah angle um i have different reasons for paying attention to colorado As luck would have it, work is going to, I got a chance to do work um, for a business out in Longmont, which is about 25 minutes northeast 
of Boulder during the pandemic. Couldn't travel. Um, as luck would have it, the wheels come back around and they need some more business. Um, and so I'm doing some more construction out there. Um, the two games that I'm potentially eyeing, which would also be times that I would arrange site visits, are the Oregon game. I think I have this right where Oregon's coming to Boulder and the Utah game. Um, there's also a chance I could go see the Arizona game. I've never been to Boulder, so I'd love to find the opportunity to A, go to Boulder, um, B, go to a boss game. That'd be kind of awesome. And C, to be able to do it at the same time that Deion's there is kind of awesome. Um, the reason why I picked this game is because I thought it was kind of interesting. TCU's got the new quarterback, uh, Chandler Martin. Is that right? Does anyone know? Max Duggan got um, the quarterback last year, got released by the Chargers recently. I saw that. So maybe he'll end up on a team. <clears throat> Patriots need a quarterback. But anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that this game will be interesting. TCU being ranked 17th, having the game at home, are also 20-and-a-half-point favorites. That seems surprising to me. Um, I would go with TCU because, to Delphin's point, I don't know anything about the Colorado roster yet, but I think it will be fun. Um, J uh, Jackson State, Dion took a Jackson State last year. I think they went 11-1. and one. Is that correct? I think their first bowl loss, or sorry, their first loss was in the bowl game. I think that's right. Maybe I'm thinking back to two years ago. So I think he has the ability to do more with what I'll say is less because oftentimes HBCU talent um, is really good and the pride's there and everything else that goes on with that. But it's not always, it's a little like Navy. You're not, there's a, there's a certain kind of person, um, there, there's a certain kind of talent, I'll say, that goes to HBCU. Whereas there's a certain kind of talent that can be um, that can be recruited at a higher level potentially doesn't mean that the talent that goes to HBCUs is less. It just means that generally there's a certain type of person that goes and does that. Um, often legacies, right? It's kind of the same with the military academies. So if you can get something out of a military academy school, um, it's it's pretty impressive. So I, I'll give Prime his his flowers, as the kids say. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Colorado does this year. I'm not sure that they're gonna. Um, that they're going to cover, uh, or sorry, I'm not sure the TCU is going to cover a 20 and a half point spread. Logan, you may have a more updated line on that, but that's the most recent line I saw too. And realistically, uh, replacing Duggan is going to be a, a tall ask. Um, I got a TCU money line, but Colorado covers. I think it's going to be they'll win, but it won't be by 21 points. All right, so who's at the same thing? Okay. Uh, TCU. I picked yeah, TCU. I, I don't, go hand, don't go hand to me losses. Last year, you screwed me out of eight of them. You're not letting you do it tonight. Hey, right, well, you enjoyed Ireland, so that's how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works, but you're all a bunch of assholes, and I'm never going to let you leave it, <laughs> leave it down. Can we explain why we're recording this podcast on a Wednesday briefly? It's because Logan wasn't willing to take eight losses immediately right off the bat because <laughs> he knew there was precedent of it happening. So, we had, <laughs> so we, we had to move the entire podcast so that he could watch an away game against UConn for crying out loud. Like <laughs> that's sitting on your couch. You don't want you don't want a Tar Tar Hill, you know, you know, picking your games for you. So <laughs> no, we're, we're known to not be so good at classes and math and stuff. 
Oh, look, speaking of Morgan. Ooh, next up is, uh, all right, you got Matlock versus Beamer Jr. <laughs> Would you rather <laughs> drive a smart car or a Beamer? Would you, rather have, would you rather have soft food at 3.30 in the afternoon or prime rib at 7 o'clock with a beer? You take the pick, America. Um, UNC at you know South Carolina. I mean, South Carolina has UNC's number recently, and I think that trend's going to continue. So um, I'll take Carolina Gamecocks. Good. And this game's in Charlotte, right? Neutral field. Yeah. Yeah. It's neutral. Oh, Carolina's playing a neutral a neutral field game. Oh, oh my. They do every time they play South Carolina. They play in a neutral field game. Oh my. Didn't think they believed in that in Chapel Hill. <laughs> I can point to so many different things, but I know where this is going. I know God forbid Coach K ever leaves. You know, the 919 area. <laughs> We're not talking you know, about basketball. I don't know, so. playing the garden or some shitty gym that somebody else has. Yeah. You, you pick. Cameron North. Anyways, go ahead. Let's pick, let's pick football games. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, go ahead and pencil me in for South Carolina. Thank you very much. Um, Angle, this is your team. I guess I should let you go first. That was rude of me, but you're a Carolina fan and we're, you know, there's, there's no fairness here. So you're not wrong that they have a number. Um, uh, the last time that I can remember that Carolina beat South Carolina was the day that my niece was uh, born um, in Delaware. So I'll always be thankful for her for that. Um, I give her just as much credit as I give to Sam Howe, uh, who is now gracing my screen every Sunday because I live in the uh, DC metro area. So it's always fun to see Sam and it's always fun to see my niece because not because I see her growing up because I remember when we beat South Carolina. Incidentally, that, that niece's aunt lives in Columbia. So she can go right ahead and fuck herself on Saturday. And uh, on top of that, uh, so can Darius Rucker and the rest of the Hootie and the Blowfish band who are proud Gamecocks. And I, I hope all those people in their shitty little cabooses or whatever the fuck they do pay a bunch of money to sit in some train cars. Um, you know, normally that's a pretty cool experience. Uh, would actually probably do that um, if I had the opportunity, but not during this game. And uh, we're the ranked team here. I see nobody's pointed that out. I know the rankings don't mean anything unless it comes to my team being ranked. Yeah, rank- rankings don't count. So, also, isn't it college game day? Is I think so. Day? Yeah, that's even a double double negative for you. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows the better coverage is over on Fox. Oh yeah, yeah. Big Big Ten. Are, are they still Big Ten? I keep seeing that now. They're on CBS. Who knows where the Big Ten is anymore? But uh, who knows what Fox covers anymore? They certainly don't cover the Pac Four. So, uh, um, yeah. Since we're on game day, I'm sure it'll be some huge debacle. I respect the hell out of Coach Beamer. I'm picking my, my team because I have to pick my team because this, to me and to other Carolina fans, is robbery. I'm sick of Carolina with their script of Carolina bullshit they claim all this crap if, if you wanted to to claim it and you wanted to have a rivalry and you wanted to do a bunch of other stuff we don't think about you for one game a year thanks for you know redoing it and that game back. 
the bottom line of it is um, uh, I, I hope we win and I think we have the team to do it. So apparently so does everybody on Logan's podcast too. So. Oh, and Dustin. I don't like Gamecocks. Never have. Multitude of reasons. Don't need to go down that trail. But I hate Carolina. Notice I'm calling them Carolina because that's their name. Hate, 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 hate. hate. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. And Carolina's also, everybody's overrating them again. Defense is still going to suck. It's true. Mac Brown always finds a way to not live up to expectations. I don't know where all this comes from every damn year. This is a loss. Yeah, he got lucky Game one year. Win this. He got lucky one year in Texas. That was that. Yeah. No. Sorry. Hey, Mac Brown's washed up. Their defense sucks. Carolina sucks. Go Gamecock. <laughs> this is their first win. On their march to 11 wins with the only loss being Georgia Tech. And then they get their second loss in the ACC championship game because Mac cannot beat Florida State. Okay. You heard it here first. Wow. We have a, uh, we have a tie there. Hey, at least we have some division on the podcast, as opposed to all of us picking Michigan to cover. <laughs> uh, it's, more, it's more fun when we. Pick different teams. Yeah. Ooh, next up, this is a, this would be a good one. Hmm. Free Shoes University is at home against uh, fake Southern accent LSU. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I mean, I got really nothing against LSU. Be quite honest, I don't like you know. Head coach, you know, I had a ditched uh, Notre Dame to go coach a team. He had to worry about academics. Um, <laughs> That's an understatement to not have to worry about academics. <laughs> but uh, Free Shoes University also is a thorn in my side and destroyed my hopes and dreams over 20 years ago. Um, over it. Uh, I, I to- um, he's totally dealt with that. <laughs> Until your team plays in a national championship game in football and loses, I just just don't talk to me. Well, none God. of us will ever know what that's like. <laughs> Morgan, I I feel for you on that because we didn't get our opportunity team. to play in a national t- championship game in baseball. We just had it taken from us. So I feel you, man. You need to hold on to that feeling and just make it let it make you more bitter every year because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> As a Patriots fan, I can completely understand your pain because we've lost in a national championship twice to the Giants. And it's rough. You never really come back from it except for oh, I think it's a super championship. It's not a national. Oh, wait. We we won six more times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. I got to leave now and go change the water and free shoes, university's mother's water bowl. Um. That's a new one. <laughs> Dustin, go, Dustin, go ahead. I'm going to hold off my, on my choice on this one. All right. Um, it, it actually probably will be a really good game. Last year's game was good. Um, but 
you know, my picks this year are going to come down to hate. <laughs> Pure old fashioned good hate. I don't care what the stories are. I don't care what the numbers are. You and your analytical advanced analyticals and all those kinds of things. Yes. No, sir. You know what? Florida State sucks. Let the hate Fuck flow. Them. Let the They're hate flow. Sitting around, all unhappy Florida man running around because they don't have enough money and blah, 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 and all their problems, et cetera. Fuck them. Let's go <laughs> Tigers, LSU, all the way, all day. I hope they run them out of the stadium. My God, I love it. You know what? I'm going to go next just based off that fucking. You made me want to run through a brick. You make me want to run through a brick wall on that one, man. Yeah, you cry BS Free Shoes University. I don't want to go to the ACC. I think I deserve to be in the SEC. We're going to get a bunch of people to pay our way out. And all you know, these rich billionaires are going to help pay our bill. Like, fuck you. You know what? You sack ass piece of shits. You're going to get your ass whooped by LSU. And it's going to be funny. And all those hopes and dreams are going to die on Saturday. Right then and there. You're not going to be able to pick your pieces back up and you're going to get your asses whooped the rest of the season because you didn't know how to recover from that game. The LSU is going to whoop your ass with their fake-ass universe Southern accent. <laughs> Go LSU. Give me the Tigers. And I hope they beat them by three touchdowns. Hell yeah. Let's go. You know what I think is really funny? That America is getting to see firsthand. Apparently, if you get a puppy... The next week you're on the podcast, you're just full of vitriol and hate. And just, you would think <laughs> the other way around. You think, oh, this cute thing comes together. Like, no, it's just, you, America, I'm sorry. To the last weeks, you've just got vitriol. <laughs> I, I love his hate tour this year. Like, like the, like the, like the emperor said on, on Star Wars, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> hey, haters tour. Let's go. You want me to go next? Yeah, go for it, man. All right. Let's see what Carolina has to say. I've been to the LSU Stadium. We have played at LSU in the past. It was fun. It was a good game. It was a long time ago. It was like 13 years ago. But uh, I'm a big fan of LSU and that I like their environment. That's one of those places that, that it's just – it's like Virginia Tech. It's just one of those things where, like – you know, you're kind of bored, you're flipping around, you've watched your game or whatever, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, LSU's on. This is, this, this will be fun, even if they're playing like you know, a shitty school like Texas A&M or something like that. Yeah, that's right. It's a shot at Texas A&M. <laughs> so, um, uh, I had a really great time when I went down there. I've always, um, I've always appreciated LSU. I've always, uh, I, I thought the family reference was, was piss poor, and we ridiculed a man enough on here for that. However, Without going into too much detail because the guys already covered it, I do have an issue with FSU. I do have an issue with them not really putting up much. Um, if you're going to be a year-round school and you're going to advocate, and by year-round I mean sports-wise, and you're going to advocate for yourself, and you're going to say that you should be part of the SEC or one of these other big conferences, okay, number five. LSU comes to a neutral site. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. Let's see what you can do. Let's see money how wall, you, hey, money walks and bullshit talks. Let's see how you stack up. I've heard about Norvell, who I do not believe in whatsoever. 
I've spent on record saying that I don't think FSU is going to be there at the end of the year. I'm going to go ahead you know. and take uh, add. Let me just add one more thing to this game. When this game's over, FSU is going to be like Paul Walker in a first fast interference at the beginning of the movie. Man, I almost had you, dude. And LSU <laughs> go, you almost had me. You never had your ranking. Hey, your your lips, God's ears. So if we're using fast and furious references, what we're saying is you live your life one quarter at a time, and LSU is going to win all four of those quarters. <laughs> Logan, finish it off. I don't have any love loss for FSU, but all these takes about FSU not being good this year is just ridiculous. Here it goes. FSU is returning one of the best quarterbacks in the conference and is going to be pushing for one of the better quarterbacks in the country this year. Jared Verse is an absolute stud on defense, and they won 10 games last year. FSU very likely is going to be in the ACC championship game this year. They beat LSU last year. FSU wins this ball game in a close quarter. ball game. They they lose their uh, they if they lose their quarterback like they did back what was it 2017 I think it was that then they're snake bitten. But it's going to be a close game. But FSU is going to win this game similar to how they did last year in a nail biter. Logan, congratulations. Maybe get one up on us if they don't and have then, a chance. And, then that's, and, and then that's when FSU turns off the remote control to their PlayStation and goes out and plays a real game. <laughs> <laughs> so, to finish it off, we got some notables as we always do. Um, Jesus, this is a bore fest. Literal, <laughs> you, want me to point out, you want me to point out why I picked them? If people are high on Louisville, if you watch the ACC Network. People always want to be high on them for some weird, obsessive reason. Like every so often they go, I think Louisville's going to have a really good team this year. Like, no. Like, just if you're staying, no. Thank you for showing up and giving us some games to watch, but just be mediocre and get out of my way. Are we all in agreement that Georgia Tech this year sucks? Didn't we yes. all pick him to be in the box? Yes. I've, you know, yes, Paul Johnson and his weird ass offense isn't there anymore, but I still hate Georgia Tech. So if Louisville shows up to Atlanta, which is where the game is, it kind of shits the bed. Would that be a pretty good indication that Louisville still has some work to do to be what everybody wants them to be in their minds? No, that'd be it's, Georgia Tech got lucky and Louisville yeah, it's week one. The shoes. Week one's we, weird things happen. All right. No, yeah, Georgia right. Tech didn't get like a big, Duke big Clemson. I mean, it's, yeah. if if it was week two or week three, I would be like, "That's crazy." But week one, weird things happen. They do. Well, we all said the same thing about Louisville last year, and when they do go zero and eight or something, or was that the basketball team? I can't remember. That was the basketball <laughs> team. The basketball team won, I think, four games. Yeah, that this this game's probably gonna be like three three nothing in the third quarter. The football team won like eight games last year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> their, their football team actually had a decent year, and then their coach left. Which, and then they all <laughs> celebrated. It was like the weirdest thing. It was like they didn't have to be bad. They were just so unhappy with each other. They said, hey, "We're going to part ways and be happier with our future 
situation. <laughs> is, uh, is Georgia Tech's head coach going to wear a shield over his face like their head basketball coach used to? Pastor's gone, isn't he? Is, he uh, is. Is, is the, I think the football coach is gone too, isn't it? Wasn't that Jeff Collins? Well, they, yeah. they hired a guy who was on staff. Yeah. Because they couldn't find me. Yeah, nobody yeah, nobody would take interviews. They were like uh they they saw the, the area code pipe coming through. Like, Georgia. Hi, this is Georgia Tech. Oh shit. It's like okay. that uh that old Michael Jordan commercial where uh the guy the oh, like some middle aged white dude showed up to everything and they're like, Hi, yes, um here my name's Michael Jordan and the person goes, Oh man. Like ah, we thought we we thought we were getting you know Michael Jordan, and it's not him. I'll say this. I'll say this in defense of I can't remember the name of the coach. They actually played a little better under the guy. There you go, Brent Key. They they played a little better under him than they played under Jeff Collins. So for whatever it's worth, maybe they won't be as bad as you think they will be if if that carries over, but. That's a big if. Brent Key's probably playing. He's gonna have. He's probably gonna show that he can do something really good. And some big time school is gonna pick him up to be a uh, an assistant coach. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it'd be a step up in in you know the wins and the pay from Georgia Tech. So I'd take it. <laughs> you know, oh well, I, I, yeah, one. Big, you know, Big Ten or SEC schools calls. Hey, you want to be our assistant head coach? It's more money than being a head coach at you know, Georgia Tech. <laughs> um, yeah, that's gonna be that game's gonna be garbage to watch. We all know it. Um, and then the other one's Stan, Stanford at Hawaii. The, um, other, the other reason I picked this game is because uh, Hawaii has had to travel to Vanderbilt to see to play in their half done stadium. And then they have Stanford football team going whatever it is, six hours or whatever that flight is out to Hawaii. Can you imagine if Stanford joins the ACC and they still have this like one-on-one game with Hawaii. They could be flying out to Hawaii one week and then turn around flying like Miami the next week. And then they get her like and then, or worse, or worse, Syracuse. So they go, they go from the beautiful land of Hawaii to Syracuse. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> like, can we just? There is not that. Not that I need to like beat a dead horse about this. When I did think this to myself and kind of chuckled when I was on the freeway in Dallas, I was thinking to myself like, mm, the beautiful, beautiful Atlantic coast." As I was driving through the highways of Dallas, I just come on. Like, can we just stop with the bullshit? Like, so stupid. Oh, Stanford's going to get off their plane in Hawaii, and then they're going to fly what directly to Boston College or Syracuse so they could they can play. You know, vol- the volleyball game at Hawaii didn't go, go so well, guys. So we're going to really break down some film, and then we're going to we're going to um you know you know not that Hawaii is going to join the ACC, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to fly to BC and hopefully our Thursday night game will be better. You know, it's like, okay, cool. Are, are your kids student athletes or are they frequent flyers? Just curious. It's stupid. So stupid. But uh, Stanford, Hawaii, everybody tune in for that game at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully they, you know, bring something 
some stability and some, you know, something to take the mind off of things other than Hawaii. Yeah. But uh, that that's our uh, that's our pickums for the week, and tune in next week to find out if um if my Colorado pick was ballsy or if it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You kind of teed it up well, Morgan. Um, um, with the little thing about Hawaii there at the end. So, can't believe we've done 130 podcasts. And we keep saying that we do all things the South. And yet, I don't really, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't really think we've ever talked about the secretive. Uh, if, this is one of those, in my opinion, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this is one of those things that you, you you don't know unless you're living in the South or you know people who are Southern or you've transplanted to the South or whatever. But there's a secret sport that everybody participates in from what? August, July? Something like that. I know it's June to, oh. June to November, but I, I was told oh, that August, August is not uh I was told that August there aren't any hurricanes. Oh, okay. Well, were they talking about hockey? <laughs> <laughs> um there's this uh, it's not a secretive sport, but there's definitely a southern sport. Uh and and I didn't realize this until I moved down to the south. And then I realized there's all sorts of cool stuff that could happen. Like you could not, you could gamble on uh, having to do term papers in college because if you saw something developing in the Caribbean and you track the path, it became very important to whether or not you actually wasted your time doing that said term paper. Because if you went to school, say on the coast, like I did, Morgan did, Nelson did, if you played your cards right, and by cards I mean you prayed to the man upstairs that he corrected the path and sent it directly south of you and right through Middle Beach, then you were probably going to get a, ch- a pretty high chance of having school shut down for your uh, term paper. So if there weren't other good reasons for watching uh, the Weather Channel and things like that, you would definitely watch the path of these hurricanes as they come through. Obviously, one's coming through right now in, uh, in the south. It's covering Florida and, and uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. So it's kind of making its way through Georgia and into South Carolina as we speak due to kind of Crossover into like the Southern Pine, Pinehurst, Wilmington area, and kind of head out to sea over Nagpet. At least that's what it's looking at now. And once these things get in, they're pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Easily flooding, all kinds of stuff like that. We, um, we, uh, I don't want to make fun of the victims or the serious nature of the storms and stuff like that. We had Katrina come through when I was in college. There's been other bad. Had storms that have come through the Wilmington area, um, including after I left. There's a lot of flooding that happened a couple of years ago. On was that Floyd? Oh, Floyd, but Floyd was back in '99. Yeah, I've got the names wrong now. There's one that came through three years ago and flooded 40, and nobody could get in on 40. Forget what the name of that storm was. I think that was three or four years ago. Doesn't matter. Um, I don't want to make fun of the the stuff that happens, right? It's not, and I also don't want to tell people to ignore the coverage because it's important to watch all the storm changes, stuff like that. So, you know, whether you can gear up or gear down or whatever. Um, uh, But especially recently, this past week, I've kind of enjoyed the hate watching of the hurricane coverage. When we were at Guys Weekend last year, um, there was a hurricane or a tropical storm that was making its way up the Atlantic coast. And uh, a couple of us were having a good time 
sitting around the TV watching it, and it was funny. And I'm not trying to call anybody out, but there's an, a delineation, I would say, a guy's weekend of guys that are from Maryland or from like further north. Um, sometimes some of the guys from New York City and other places will come down. And then there's a delineation of guys that are from the south, like Wilmington, especially and other places. And uh, now we've now we've spread out to Florida and a bunch of other different places. The people that were, I'll say, generally southern or were familiar with that, they were totally fine to sit in front of the TV and watch the hurricane and kind of shoot <laughs> and whatever. The guys from Maryland would come in and they kind of take one look and be like, seriously, the weather channel, get a fucking life. And like turn around and grab a Miller or, you know, high life and like wander back outside and be like, so anyways, let's talk more about Terps football. And it was like, hey, okay. So there's kind of <laughs> one delineation there between how that went down. And I think that's fair. I don't think I'm exaggerating there. So um, where do you guys want to go with this? I got notes here. Uh, the coverage itself is usually really fun to watch as long as they're not doing like the disaster porn that always makes me feel a little uncomfortable when they're just like scanning an entire beach that's been like decimated but at the same time there's definitely examples of like bad coverage where whether or not i mean you guys have seen these there's one that's on the internet that's famous if you want to google it for Wrightsville beach with mike seidel i sent it to the guys earlier but um Mike Seidel of the Weather Channel is at Wrightsville Beach, and he's right before the drawbridge to go over onto the island. And it's in 2019, so it's whatever that hurricane was that was coming through that flooded everything out. At the current moment in time, though, when he's standing there, there just really isn't anything to talk about. And God forbid, you know, the Weather Channel not get its clicks in, right? Sort of like Shark Week. If you're going to go out and you're going to do Shark Week, you better fucking get the, the, the shark to jump out of the ocean and grab the thing, because if you don't get it, I mean... We've all sat around for an hour and watched Michael Phelps swim a robo shark. So, you know, it's not it's just not that interesting. So they're cutting to this guy, and of course, you get the zoomed in shot on him or whatever. And he's he's leaning half sideways and talking about how crazy everything is. At one point, he picks a piece of shingle or something up and throws it into the wind to show how demonstrably terrible the wind is, and it kind of just flutters to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, man. This is pretty bad. And then they kind of do on they they the first of all, the cameraman, fuck that guy. The cameraman does it dirty because the cameraman zooms out, not to his knowledge, and shows two just normal college kids just walking in the background with their hoodies on and sandals, just kind of like wonder when the bridge will open. And then they kind of just are waiting for the drawbridge to come back down. Basically, life is normal, except it's a rainstorm. Meanwhile, this guy's reporting over here like he's live from Noah's Ark, and it's just, <laughs> it's not a good look. So, I mean, there's clearly fake incidents, or maybe not fake, but just, I mean, just just, just bad incidents. I think everyone's seen the meme of hey. Anderson Cooper standing in the puddle, and then everybody else yeah. like up on the hill, and he's clearly just reporting from like a gully or something. That was also kind of a bad look. Not calling him out for the network he's on, more just saying like it's a bad look when you get when you get well, it's what you get when you're over on that channel. But anyway, so um, I appreciate you guys jump in whenever you want. I appreciate the helpful tips I've heard this week. Right before we hopped on the podcast, um, I like to make note of these sometimes, and I'll, I'll remark to my wife. I'll say like, uh, I'll say, oh well, that's a real helpful tip. And it's kind of a joke between the two of us. Like I heard earlier tonight that it's harder to see at night that was it that was all they wanted to pass along on the channel hey guys it's harder to see at night so when you're going out be careful uh, you don't say. I, i'm looking out my window now and it's nighttime and it's all i can almost see the trees but 
but you know, during the daytime, I can see them a little better. So maybe I should be more careful at night. Thank you. I wouldn't have known that had I not turned on the weather channel. Thank you guys. <laughs> um, I always appreciate when they put like a finger or something like that in the water and it almost comes up to their second knuckle. And then they explain to everyone that to, to, to don't drown, just turn around. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, I was at a children's party, this birthday party this weekend, and kids were swimming in about, you know, eight inches of water and not a damn parent was paying attention to them because they had self. So. <laughs> but it's water, about like. Yeah, go ahead. It's about like last year, at, uh, guys weekend, when we were watching the hurricane coverage, they were in short, they panned to the, uh, went to the girl who's in Charlotte uh, reporting on it. And it literally was just like a light rain. And she's talking about what the hurricane, what to expect, what to do in case of emergency. And then there's like cars driving by. There's people walking in the background. <laughs> but, you know, they have to be on the street live in the midst of the conditions. <laughs> Chaos, right? I mean, I I will call it things. Like, you're like so careful about it. No, they're full of shit. And they they basically create fake conditions and fake shots to make people think it's way worse than it is. Does that mean that damage doesn't happen and there are people who legitimately have to pick up the pieces after? Of course. But is that where they are reporting live? What is it happening? No, they are not. And that's the point. The coverage is awful. This is awful. It's fake situations where they're standing out and, and just perfectly placed everything. And it's awful just that they would even think that, oh, we have to do this so we can get coverage. And then it's wonderful, the situations you've described, when it's like people walking or just out laughing, having a good time behind them. And they're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they just showed it's all BS. There's, a, there's definitely been a few times where they kind of get caught. One of the things that they, and I don't want to keep talking about Wilmington, but one of the, when there's a street in Wilmington that always floods, it floods if somebody has a bad breakup. I mean, if they're just crying on a street corner, it's going to flood. <laughs> and, uh, and they always, they love to go to that street. And locals will tell you that like, oh, look, they're reporting live from New Center. That's how I know it rained on Tuesday. Like, it's just not, I used to live off of New Center. That's where Biddy and Bose is, the coffee shop. Yeah. It's going to flood. It just is what it is. But uh, if you report correctly, right, and by correctly, I'm putting that in quotes, from there, you can you can, you can can make it seem like you better grab two zebras and get on a boat. You know what I'm saying? So I, uh, I always find that funny. But the other one that cracks me up is when they cut to the uh, Dr. Rick Nav, and he's in the command center or something along those lines. <laughs> he has the 3D, like he's, uh, you know, like, you know, X-Men or something around and it's all around him it's got like the surround sound screen yep. you have to explain what like 16 feet of storm surge could look like and it's like what well, three feet you know your your dog's going to be swept off its feet and never seen it again it's never nice you know what i mean <laughs> for like it's roughly the size of a fire hydrant so if you had to wade through it not a great scenario right it's never like that it's always like toto will never be seen again you know it's like oh, <laughs> screwed up and then they get to six feet and it's like little children drowning you know and they're screaming for their mom while like there's turbulent waters it's like this is crazy like i don't think this is meant to make people feel good and then they get to like his voice elevates and it's like 16 feet of storm water and it's like, it's like trying to sell you like you know like 
some late night commercial crap or something because he's screaming at the you could possibly die. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah, it's a, it's almost like on Family Guy when they're like, let's go to Ollie Williams with the weather. It's gonna rain. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. A s- storm surge is bad. It's obviously not a good thing. I've, I've been paying attention to it this week because I lived in Wilmington, still care about it. I have people that I know down there, just like I have people that I know in Tampa. Well, actually, a decent amount of family in the Tampa area and friends. So I pay attention to this stuff. I understand. I got friends in Orlando too, or in the Alachua area. So we're kind of following as it goes across. Got people I know in Jacksonville. I mean, these are all places that get hit relatively frequently. Leads me to another point that I saw on the news earlier today. Um, if you can't run, and I know I already talked about people being fat on an airplane. Sorry, I'm, I'm I got a little bit of weight to lose myself. All things considered, but uh, if you can't run for like 30 seconds, can I ask that on behalf of the lifeguards everywhere, you stay out of the water during a hurricane? You have to be that guy. <laughs> you have to be that girl. They they were showing earlier today, and there's a guy that was. Um, I'm I'm gonna say he probably wasn't super athletic, and he's having to be rescued from the water after the hurricane went through. And and when they asked him why, it was because he said he was going out surfing. I'm 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 gonna hazard a guess that this gentleman that that he may have decided today to to start his career in surfing. I I don't <laughs> think I don't think he'd been surfing ever before. Um, first of all, he went out without a board unless he lost the board in the waves. And if he lost the board, maybe you should have had a leash on. Just saying, he did surfing one one. But um. Um, probably there wasn't somebody on the beach to explain that to him on account of the hurricane. So he didn't have any lessons before he decided to go surfing. I just, can we not risk the lifeguards? Can we not risk the first responders that have to go out and save you? Like, can we just, I'm fine. Or it's, it's direct. Yeah, no, you're, it's not even the, it's not just the risk. You're directing resources to you because you're an idiot. Like, Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, maybe there's people who like houses power aren't on or like they it's actually flooded out. So we need to like go help them get out of their off their rooftop because right. they had so much rain. No, uh, nah, Billy over here decided to go wading out in the ocean and then got stuck and they, somebody had to go get him. Like, how about just don't be an idiot? Like there's pl- like if you go to the liquor store ahead of time, there's plenty of room. All right. I'm not going to advise you light off fireworks because they're going to get wet. All right. Some of those can lighten the rain. I've seen it happen. But but just just stick to the rum or do whatever it is y'all do down in Florida. All right. Try basalts, wrestle an alligator. I don't know. Actually, maybe don't because that's in the water. The water, you know, storm surge. We just talked about that. But just, just, just do one of your normal Florida. Ha- you can drive wherever you want on a golf course because there's going to be no police around. All right. Now, don't drive it through the wall. But just drive it. <laughs> don't drown turn around if you, <laughs> if you see it uh, <laughs> don't, don't get the say, batteries wet that wouldn't be good we say all of this as we went camping essentially uh <laughs> during a hurricane last year <laughs> hey we, yeah, we made some, that's that's on record we made some dumb airs there we did shelter. <laughs> we did weigh it down so that it would not go anywhere. Problem is the things we weighed it down with. 
propane. Propane <laughs> and a boat anchor. <laughs> that boat anchor was going to be an awesome uh, anchor around someone's neck, literally. <laughs> when I went flying into the air. That's another comment for another day. I was just <laughs> rocking the hurricane coverage, so I was safe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I was watching tons of hurricane coverage. I was laughing at like the silliness of it um, while the storm raged outside. So it yeah. wasn't going to be me. It was going to be the people who didn't like watching hurricane coverage. So I was fine. I didn't have anything to worry about. Right. <laughs> Should uh, I'll mention the borderline insensitive interviews where um, I can't imagine, honestly, because I can't literally imagine because i haven't lived through it yet in my life that what it would be like to like if my house burned down i i don't think i would want to be the person that was on the news having to give an interview about like what well explain to me some of the memories you had here in this house like yeah too soon too soon okay i know you need, <laughs> no, you need some, some clicks and i know it's been exactly three minutes since you had your last live spot and, and you were almost able to suck down a full cigarette in between now and that but like <laughs> I, I don't want to give you a response right now so i i do sometimes feel like it's a little inappropriate and a little borderline insensitive to be interviewing the people but if they agree to be on tv and they want to talk about you know getting help to a certain place or whatever then you know what i haven't been in a situation i'm not going to judge i just it's always makes me a little cringy but uh i and i also really do not appreciate the guys that talk about like i stayed in the parking garage all night in a tent you chose to make that decision sir you literally told everyone to evacuate and then you just said i'm gonna ride this thing out wrestle it like the animal enough enough (laughs) i hear while you're standing in the rain how you wrote it out that is a personal you decision all right so yeah uh, and you know what you're you're dealing with. Like, it, if you choose to live in Florida, for example, you sign up for this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of the deal. And to some extent, if you live in the Carolinas, like you're going to have to deal with it, but not on the level of Florida. Florida gets multiple storms in any given year. They get some pretty bad ones. But you know what they do? They build their houses a little different. Um, they have the system set up to like get it all back together when it's over with. But if you move there and you're you have a problem with it, then you move to the wrong state. So that's on you. So, and if you live in like South Florida and you have a problem with evacuating, yeah, that's on you too because you're an idiot. Because Florida's like five days drive from south to north, so maybe you shouldn't have done that uh, either. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just on board with there's a lot of dumb people out there. <laughs> Logan, will you pause it for a second? All right, we could go on and on and on. There's drinking games about the coverage. We'll save that for another time. Trust me, America. Unfortunately, there will be another hurricane. Uh, for the record, just so we're all in the, in the clear and aware of it. Before we recorded this podcast, there was two people in Florida that had passed away. That's very low for a hurricane, especially with power lines and trees and all sorts of, there's so many things that are kind of freak accidents that can happen. So the fact that um, this was a relatively minor category 
relatively minor and very minor in the terms of deaths so far is good. Hopefully the flash flooding through the Carolinas, both Carolinas. Um, when we're not playing football, they get marked as the Carolinas. Um, is 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 uh, minimal throughout the evening, and we can kind of we can kind of move on. But um, there will definitely be another hurricane, and and if we remember, we'll we'll try and bring back the drinking game and stuff like that. Because if there's one thing that Southerners like to do besides hate watch hurricanes, it's drink while they watch hurricanes. So uh, so yeah, we in uh got a uh, Virginia. Uh, well, I should say North Carolina by way of Virginia, and then to North Carolina, born and bred, and then I moved to North Carolina and was down there on the coast for roughly a decade. So let's do the when would you evacuate? Because that's always the fun thing. Um, keep in mind the people that are ever interviewing in a hurricane clearly have not evacuated. <laughs> 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 You're definitely getting some skewed bias right there uh, for anyone that they interview, which is always great. They interviewed an old man earlier today. And Jim Cantori, who's like, you know, he's like the A number one dude. Uh, actually, respect the hell out of the guy. He seems to be pretty good about being relatively respectful of interviewing people. Um, I think he's been in enough shit, and he's he's talked in the past about PTSD. Um, he's gone and gotten some help with soldiers and talked to soldiers and stuff like that because he's seen some stuff that does leave an effect, especially when you are witnessing other people going through villages if you get the way i'm saying that being messed up it, it, it has it it has an impact um and he's usually in the thick of something but he was giving an interview with an old guy earlier today and he kind of was like joke jokingly asking the guy like you you did see our coverage right we your 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 house is 10 feet this is an older florida man your house is like 10 feet tall and the storm surges we told you it was going to be 16 and the guy was like yeah i I mean, I listen, but then I kind of do some more thinking and I just decide, I mean, you know, I have two floors. So like, I, I don't, it's just not that one, the 10 feet. He was basically saying like, I can go above it. Now, if his house gets swept away, I mean, it's just a big boat that he's got at that point. But still, um, it was kind of interesting to hear like his logic and Jim and Tori to his credit, let the man speak and kind of said like, well, I just wanted to hear your logic and what's you guys' logic. When it comes to that, what we have five categories, right? Tropical storm and then category one, two, three, four, five. I guess tropical storm is the week zero of hurricanes. Doesn't really get its own. <laughs> yes. When would you guys when would you guys evacuate? Definitely not during a tropical storm. I mean, I've camped during a tropical storm. I've watched State versus Notre Dame at Carter Finley during Hurricane Matthew was there. It's 50th anniversary. A storm won't going to stop me from being in my seats. And so, I mean, like, realistically, it's probably got to be a cat three or higher. And, like, it's, that's the only way. And even, even some low-level hurricanes, I mean, we just stayed in the house. Like, <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where, you know, Running Rapids was a little closer to the coast than Raleigh, but... uh I don't think I've ever really evacuated. You guys get much coming. I mean, this, some of these storms can be huge, spanning states. Yeah, Ra Raleigh's <clears throat> pretty fortunate in that we're inland enough because we're in the dead center of the state that we catch heavy rains and winds, but rarely a full-blown hurricane. It's usually just the outer rims of a hurricane or a tropical storm. It, it dies down a lot by the time it gets this far inland. 
Oh, do you mean the outer bands? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the outer bands. <laughs> Again, we'll talk about the drinking game later. <laughs> like, basically, if the game wasn't up in uh, Connecticut tomorrow, I'd be in the football stadium. Understood. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Dustin. I mean, never is the answer. You take your your Mike Leach pirate flag, you plant it out in the front yard, and you say, "Come at me." That's <laughs> that's what the answer is. Am I right? What what? How many levels do you have on said house that you plant in the front yard? Uh, that, it sounds like that's what the Florida man's uh, <laughs> plan was. Uh, uh, yeah, his house was on stilts, to be fair. He, he went through this whole process of explaining how the basement of his house, he didn't really use it for anything other than his golf cart. He goes, now some people use it for bedrooms. I just have knockout walls established, and I've already moved my golf cart to higher ground because I like my <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he thought ahead. Right. Um. Here's the North Carolina experience different than the Florida experience. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go ahead and put that out there. But it's still very, we've still dealt with a lot of storms over the years. Uh, for us, it's usually the flooding threat. It isn't really the full-blown hurricane threat. Um, so for me, I think I'd around a Category 3, I would be worried. And I might not stick around. Anything less than that, I'm probably not going anywhere. My suggestion, though, is when we were growing up, we lived on the part of the power grid that was connected to the same part that the hospital ran on. You know what that means, America? You never lose power, ever. Because as soon as it flips off, it doesn't matter what's going on outside, they go turn that back on. And we've, through all kinds of storms over the years growing up, Hurricane Floyd, 1999, was like a big one in North Carolina. Uh, We put some mattresses up against the doors and windows. We went into my back bedroom because it had the least amount of windows, and the only thing we lost was cable. Yeah, which which kind of sucked. Kind of kind of sucked as a five year old to lose cable, but you know, all things considered. (laughs) (laughs) So, my advice to you would be: live on the same piece of the power grid as the hospital. And don't worry too much about it. Just have some water and some food and you'll be fine. Morgan, you lived on Wrightsville Beach in, in Wilmington for a while. When would you evacuate? And did you ever evacuate? Morgan's evacuating right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he may have be walking the dog or doing something else. <clears throat> All right, so for me personally, um, I moved to Wilmington in 2004 to go to school and had not, to my knowledge, ever lived through a hurricane. Hurricanes, not that I'm trying to tempt fate, I live directly on the water. Uh, I can walk 45 seconds to a minute to get to the Chesapeake Bay and see the Bay Bridge. Um, so I deal with flooding when there's a bad storm. <laughs> Annapolis floods. I'm not, my house is not a flood zone, but um, pretty much all around me on the peninsula is a flood zone. It's something I'm aware of. It's something I was aware of when I bought the house. And I'm 
keenly aware of the fact that a hurricane has not come up the Chesapeake Bay in over 100 years, which means we are due for, as Bodie and Point Break would say, the 100 year storm. <laughs> so um, the waves are going to be awesome one day in the Chesapeake Bay, whether or not I'm uh, allowed to surf them. I hope to be surfing them with my wonderful dog as opposed to a, a puppy, because if it's a puppy, then something has gone horribly wrong in the next three months. <laughs> all that said um at least i don't own my own roof that's the hoa's problem so <laughs> i'll be silly it, it's, it's a fact though <laughs> um all that to say uh would i evacuate where i live now no absolutely not did i when i moved to north carolina had i ever lived through one no I, but um what's the saying do as the romans do or uh do as the locals do, do whatever you have to do to fit in. Well, being from Maryland, I was convinced. I'll tell you a quick personal story. Um, I was convinced that uh, everybody was a little bit crazy. But as my wife will tell you, I'm always apt to um, go on the road with the crazy show a little bit. And I love the fact that when the first tropical, it was a hurricane and then it got downgraded to a tropical storm came through that first fall, I was um, you know, my parents were calling and stuff like that. And to make sure I was okay, this is free texting era. That's how old I am. And um, uh, people used to call you on the phone and they would, you know, please tell me you're going to be okay or maybe you should come back up here, et cetera. And so I was kind of faced with my first choice and I kind of asked around a little bit, asked people at school, not really knowing exactly, you know, it's like moving to the Midwest to go through your first tornado. Like, what, do we really have to go in the bathtub or whatever? And uh, basically everybody in North Carolina and everybody I could meet told me like, uh, well, no, you don't have to leave. Actually, if you want, like, you know, Sydney's throwing a party or whatever. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Like, you know, I'm always down to meet new people or whatever. So I basically came home with all this information that I thought was going to be awesome. And I'm like, hey, look, here's the deal. There's going to be a cake party here, 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 here. Uh, I think we can, uh, me being the ultimate like trip planner that I am, I'm like, I think we can hit like six or seven of these. I, I was like, look, we'll be able to drive through this, like no sweat, not a problem. And I came home, I had a puppy at the time, the aforementioned cruise. And I was told in those uncertain terms that uh, you're going to stay here. And not only are you going to stay here, you're going to stay here with the puppy because it's, he's he's going to be freaked out. And you're going to ride this thing out with us because we're terrified. Mm-hmm. Biggest regret of my entire life. I've had a few. Biggest regret of my entire life. I fist, I missed my first hurricane in North Carolina. I rode it out in an apartment with no power with my now very much ex-girlfriend because I had to ride at a storm out for a day and a half with her and the puppy. It was wonderful. I got to go out in puddles and let the puppy pee. And every time he came back in, <laughs> I would put him down. And I would have had none of this. I would have just brought him to the cake party. I would have left her to fend for herself. She's an adult and she listens to this podcast, I think. So hopefully she could laugh about this uh, 18 years later, but I was, I'm still salty about this. I missed all these cake parties. I was getting pictures later on on Facebook. Uh, Facebook had just started. That's how old this is. And <laughs> this isn't, this is not a brief story. And uh, I was getting pictures of people like canoeing through the waters and everything over on Charter for anyone who knows Wilmington. And I was like, you, uh, you'll never, it was the greatest party I've never been to. It was like if LeBron James and like Michael Jordan and whoever else, you know, like Jay-Z had all shown up to this party and I'd somehow missed it. That, that was where it was in my life. And from that point on, I swore never again to miss a party. 
and I haven't. But uh, but if I'd gone to that point, I wonder what would have happened, and I wonder what would have changed. So my answer, long way of coming around, I would probably not evacuate unless I knew absolutely the day before it was Category 5. And at that point, sometimes they start to close bridges and stuff like that, and then you're kind of fucked out of luck. Get out of the <laughs> It's not possible. Like maybe the library. There's a lot of books you can burn in there for fuel, and uh, and I could raid the Einstein Brothers Bagel uh, place for food. So it, it sounds it sounds like you're offering up the same advice as I think what was it John Lithgow's character Lithgow, however you say his name's character on How I Met Your Mother as Barney Stinson's dad. Never stop partying. <laughs> <laughs> I lived through a few of them. There was one in 2011 that was supposed to hit, and then it ended up not um, And I think it was a tropical storm or a warm. And then there was, there was some damage done uh, since I left. There was at least two. One made landfall on, what, 18 or 19 on Riceville Beach? I mean, it made actual landfall. Um, and that was the one that flooded everything out. All right. Gus is trying to tell us when he would evacuate. <laughs> All right. Well, as we like to say, there is a, a link in the description of this podcast that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Uh, let us know when you would evacuate the hurricane is the answer. A little bit of rain when it gets to a hurricane or just flat out never. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us five stars, a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and click subscribe on your way out. For this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I am Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.